My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and He always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Girl God's Got You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again this week. Now, this episode I'm very excited for because it's an interview with my Aunt Colleen. And as you guys know, I'm trying to get people on this podcast who've been really wonderful Christian mentors, and I really want them to share some advice with you. And I'm very excited for this podcast episode because we're going to be discussing the ways that God works in our life when things change, when obstacles come up, when our paths aren't what we thought they were. God shows up in all those places because he is the author and perfecter of our faith and he has written our story for us. So even when plans change, even when the unexpected comes, God is still faithful. My Aunt Colleen has a wonderful life story. She shares so many wonderful experiences, life lessons, and we get sentimental about the love we have for our family members. So thank you so much for listening to this intro and now let's get into the interview with my Aunt Colleen. Hi, Aunt Colleen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm really excited to hear all your stories and advice for young women. Uh, And just to introduce the audience, my Aunt Colleen is my dad's sister. He comes from a family of five kids. And Aunt Colleen is the oldest of the two sisters in the family. So, Aunt Colleen, I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Where did you work? Well, Isabel, I'm really honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. I didn't know if I had a lot to share, and you just confirmed to me that, yes, I did. So thank, thank you for that. Um, I, I was born in Montana in a little town called Malta, and um, I was the first girl after three boys. So my mom was pretty excited that she finally had a girl, I think. <laughs> So we just had a pretty easy childhood. Um, it was good, just kind of pretty average. Um, when I turned uh, 12, we moved to Zortman. We had a cabin in, in the mountains, and we decided to move out there. But let me back up for a minute. In Malta, it was a small town, and our friends were really our cousins. So we did a lot with our cousins. Um, my, both of my grandparents were there, so we just had a really pretty nice life, I would say. Um, when I was 12 years old, we moved to Zortman in the cabin that we had there. We decided to turn that into our home. My dad's business partner had been not very truthful about things, and they were our neighbors, and also my mom and dad's really good friends, 
and it was just hard living next door to them. So we moved to Zortman, and um, we really liked that. Eventually, my dad built onto our house like several different times, and um, I went to school in Zortman in a little country school for a couple of years, and then my dad, who was on the school board in Malta, he got the bus going so that it came all the way out to Zortman, so we rode the bus. Um, through high school. So, yeah, I would say that it was a nice upbringing. Yes, I remember visiting Zortman many times growing up, and I used to think how wonderful it would be to live there all the time. So I, I'm really <laughs> jealous of, that you got to live up in the mountains for so many years. I remember one time when you told me you were much younger, and you said Zortman is my favorite place in the whole world, and I just love that so oh, much. I think all the cousins love it, and all the great the great grandchildren. It's just a special place, so I'm so happy we all have a part of it. When I was um, in Zortman, when I was 12, I started waitressing at the cafe there, if you can even believe that. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I did that for many, many years. Um, on the weekends and then all summer and um, that was very, very interesting. I also did some babysitting here and there and um, then I guess I, I kind of I babysat so that I could be at home with our kids mm -hmm. and so I did have several different kids that, that I babysat on a regular basis. But um, as the years went on, I, I substitute taught at the Malta High School for many years, and then I became a special ed aide, and I did that for about 10 years. Um, I worked with a boy um, named DeAndre, and he had brittle bone disease, and so he was um, he was an amazing young man, very mm -hmm. intelligent. Um, I'm sure that I learned more from him than he did from me, for sure. He, he um, outlived his expectant age of 12 and he he passed away this last year at the age of 21 wow so um he was a big part of my life during during those years and i i miss him mm. after that after that um i i was in mary Kay cosmetics for well i have been i still am for about 34 years it has been and wow. that's been that's been really awesome i've i've loved that and I want to he everyone to hear a little bit about the Mary Kay Clausen story. Um, your mom sold Mary Kay. Your sister sold Mary Kay. My mom sold Mary Kay. I think, and you got the Mary Kay car. I mean, anyone who knows Mary Kay, the Clausen family loves Mary Kay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I ended up um, earning the use of six Mary Kay cars, and you get to have them for two years each. So I did have 12 years of a free car, and that was... That was fabulous. Um, I, I, I even became a director for a while, and then when I had when we had grandkids, my vision kind of changed a little bit, and I was a little bit not as much driven with that as I wanted mm -hmm. to be with my grandkids. So that's kind of how that went. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to end out as a director, and then you retire and. Have fun with the grandkids. Yes, yes. I still do just a little bit. I have some faithful customers that I keep stocked. Oh. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, my mom stopped a little while ago, but she still orders her favorites. So I think it's very good. And they have a lot of good products. So I think 
the cloth and please we'll always use it. Yes. Well, thank you for telling me about yourself and your background. Uh, I, for those of you that have never met Aunt Colleen, she is one of the most joyful, bubbly people I know. And the whole topic of this podcast is how to seek God's presence when life takes unexpected turns. And I think that Aunt Colleen has such an optimistic outlook on life. Her faith it really influenced me growing up. And I remember when I was about nine years old, I was kind of struggling with my faith a little bit. And when you do the transition from a little kid to, you know, a, you know, an early young teen or tween, whatever you want to call it. I remember asking Aunt Colleen for advice and she just laid it out so simply about how much God loves me and he's always there for me. And I just love how your faith is really all about how God cares for us and how he watches over us. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, and I can't wait to dive more into the topic. Um, but before we talk about um, the main topic of today, with every guest in the podcast, I like to ask your favorite quote and song at the moment. You know, I love music, and I don't exactly have one favorite song. Um, growing up, I really liked um, soft rock in the 70s and 80s, and um, my dad always played like Neil Diamond and Glenn Campbell and and uh, artists like that, so I kind of grew up listening to that, but um, in my early teens, I liked like John Denver and the Carpenters and Carly mm -hmm. Simon, and um, so I've always really loved lots of kinds of music, um, but I don't have a just an exact song. I really don't. I, mm -hmm. I also like Christian music. I like the praise and worship songs, and so I just like a big variety. I love the exact same as my dad. I remember when he shared his songs, there were like seven of them. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I also yeah. like the Eagles, and I loved Elton John, and I still do. And I love Elton John so much. <laughs> yeah, and just the other day I was listening to Ed Sheeran and Andre Bocelli, or Bo yeah, I think that's how you say mm. it. Oh, beautiful music. But I do have a few, a few favorite quotes. Oh, yes, um, let's hear them. <laughs> They're pretty much from my mom and dad, but that's what came to Aww. mind first. And the first one, of course, is from my mom, and it's, everybody be nice. And yes. she would always <laughs> say that. She said, if, if everybody would just be nice, it would just solve so many issues. And that's really, really true, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. And I know we'll probably dive more into this a little bit later, but I think your mom, Grandma Joyce, I think her faith had a big impact on the whole Claussen family. And I, I think Absolutely. Um, the whole quote, I mean, Jesus just wants us to be kind and nice to people. And unfortunately, I never met my Grandma Joyce. She passed away a year before I was born, but I feel like I know her through all the wonderful memories you shared. I I tell me if, if I'm wrong, but I think her, her biggest attribute was she was just so kind and loving and wanted everyone else to be as well. Yes, and I love it that the grandkids that never got to meet her still feel like they know her. And that, that is just amazing mm. to me. I love that. Mm -hmm. oh, I another, love that. Quote, another quote um, that mom always said was, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And I really... I think of that quote so much because of just going through the times right now. Um, she just always would say that this too shall pass. And I just really go back to that quote a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I know my dad has that quote written on his his office desk. So when the market is doing really bad, he just looks at yes. the quote from his mom and says, "We'll get we're gonna ride this roller coaster." And yeah, I I think of that quote all the time. And Aunt Colleen, when I was younger um, and going through um, some stressful moments, I remember you would tell me that a lot. And so would my dad. And I think it's just it's such a comfort that you know the it may be bad right now, but it won't always be because at the end of the day, God has a lot in store for us. Yes. And I have one more quote that's it's not really a quote, but it's kind of funny and it's really became quite the saying in our family and that's get up the garden's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and um that yeah, the grandkids are saying it now and Emma was telling me that the other day, so Aww. that's kind of a cute one that my dad started many years ago. <laughs> yep, I hear that constantly from my dad. So, yes. Uh, well, I love that these quotes are from your parents. And I've heard these so much, and I'm excited that we're now going to share them with the people listening, because I think there's a lot of depth to each of them. Yes. Yes, but I would love to now get into some of the main questions. So as I mentioned before, our topic is just all about how we could seek God's presence and his movement in our lives and trust him even when life takes some unexpected turns. And Aunt Colleen, I think you have an amazing life story. And I know you said that um, when I asked you to go on the podcast, you realized that you do have a lot to say. And I would just love to hear about some of the monumental moments uh, in your life. I know um, there are some unexpected turns when you were younger, but they've created wonderful blessings. So I would just love to hear your your faith story, essentially, and how God's really been there for you when life uh, does take unexpected turns. You know, I don't. I don't recommend that you get married to your um, first love when you're 17. <laughs> but I guess in our case, thank God, um, it has worked, and we have worked hard, and we have never given up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a junior in high school, I became pregnant with our daughter Melissa who is now 42, and um, it was a very scary time. It was, I was very afraid of how my dad and mom were going to, to take this, and it was, it was a very fearful time, but it ended up being so that my dad said, I guess you two will be getting married then, <laughs> and that that is what we did. We actually always wanted to be together and we always wanted to be married and 13 days later we were married and it was a lovely lovely service and um we've had lots of lots of things in our lives and um we've hung in there and we worked so hard to be together there was no way we were going to give that up so we always would go to plan B, uh, you know, it was never a, a choice to not be together. So I thank God that I didn't feel like I missed out on my teenage years. I know a lot of girls do because I've talked with many. And for some reason, I just didn't feel like that was cut short for me, although it was. But... um I never felt bad about that, so I'm thankful for that, too. And, um, yeah, we went on to have three lovely children and mm-hmm. um, now seven grandchildren. 
Mm. And um, God has always been in my life. But as the years go on, it's I've always thought that this is a faith journey because as you mature, it, it become your relationship becomes stronger and more real and it's not a destination, it's a journey. And I've really I've really understood that the last long years. Well thank you so much for sharing that that big part of your story and I would definitely agree that um our our faith is is a journey and not a destination because every stage of life has different things going on i think it's beautiful that that you've understood that i think the younger that we as women understand that or, and men but since this is a young women podcast i think the younger we understand that um the less disappointed in life will be when we you know know that god will respond sometimes or maybe there's a period of time where our faith is kind of hard to keep going sometimes. But I would love to ask a little bit too about um, different attributes that you think are important when people, you know, are considering marriage or when they're already married and when it gets hard, different characteristics that people should work on to, to keep it going. And that what you learned from your experience? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think having God in your marriage is really really important that one is probably the biggest the biggest help um, mm-hmm. that he'll direct us in the way he wants us to go and then also i think choosing somebody who is kind and respects you is really really important i would definitely agree everyone be nice <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and how did you, I know you said that you and Uncle Kelly, you always wanted to be together. Um, I would love to hear a little bit for the listeners, because we always love to hear a good love story. How did you two meet? <laughs> and how did you know um, that you wanted to be with him even before um, God put the uh, special surprise in your life? <laughs> you know, we met in Zortman from um, another person that lived out there. Um, it was, Kelly was a friend of his, and so he was out for the weekend, and his friend introduced him to me and at first <laughs> at first I didn't really care for him <laughs> he doesn't really he doesn't really like that part of the story but um but then as time went on and and um we saw each other a little bit and then I became to like him and I was in eighth grade I was mm-hmm. so so young he was he was a sophomore in high school and, of course, my mom and dad thought that he was too old for me, which, <laughs> I don't know, two years isn't that much. But <laughs> um, we, you know, as time went on, we just really, really fell in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why, why and how we, how we knew, but, but we were, you know, they say it's just puppy love and you don't really know what love is. But I'm not really sure that that statement is true always. Um, because we really felt like we were in love from a young age. It's so special to be with someone for that many years. And how many years have you been married now, is it? 42 years. Oh, yeah. my. Wow. Yeah. I remember the 40th wedding anniversary, how special that was. Oh, that was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful that everybody came to Malta in that snowstorm. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was freezing. <laughs> that was so yes. But I remember you gave me this jean purse that you made when you were like 15 years old. And I found on the inside in the pocket, it said, I love Kelly. <laughs> I thought that was oh, my so goodness. Cute. I 
still have it. Yes. Oh. Uh, well, I love that story, and um, I just think it's great how got you're able to turn around something that you know you were so fearful about. I mean, hey, if that happened to me, I'd be nervous to tell my parents too. So it is a very fearful thing, but how you know your family just became such a blessing to you. And I think it's, it's wonderful that um, you kept the faith in God. And while we're on this, this part of your, your life story, um, for any young woman kind of going through something fearful or something unexpected, uh, what advice would you have for her um, on how to see the, the blessing inside of it? Oh, well, I think once the truth comes out, and your fear subsides a little bit, then you're able to really see more of the blessing in in something. Um, and and God always has a plan. Mm-hmm. And even though we mess that up quite often, <laughs> he's he still has a plan. So I think if we always remember that, it's going to be much easier. Yes, and just to go off that, just first, always remember that he knows way more about our life stories than we could ever think about. So he, I think it's wonderful that he guides us even when we do mess up because the fact we can't even wrap our small brains around how powerful he is. But I love yes. that. Thank you for that advice. And and there's so much more to the to the story, but I would love to talk more about Grandma Joyce. Um, I know this is a topic Aww. that I think could apply to a lot of young people that may have parents, um, you know, that that maybe have health problems and your whole family was so young and Grandma Joyce was so young when she passed away. So I'd kind of love to hear um, the story about your mom and your dad too and how to handle, you know, the memories of someone even when they're, they're no longer there. You know, I remember when my mom told me that her test came back that she had cancer. And it was the first time in my life that I had actually felt physical pain in my heart. Mm. It actually hurt. Um, her and I were really, really close. We did a lot of things together. And she lived in Zortman. I lived in Malta. Well, part of the time I did live in Zortman, too. But we saw each other a lot. We did a lot of things together. And... If any kind of questions came up at all about what to do or one of my kids wanted to know something about specific about God or the devil, it's like, well, let's call Grandma Joyce. Mm. And she would have the scripture for us to look up. She would always have the answers. Um, I took her to most of her doctor's appointments and we would stay in Billings for the whole week while she had treatment. And it was... It was so rough. They told her right away that it was very aggressive, and she did not like that word, and she didn't want them to use that word because she just knew that she was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she had uterine cancer, and then it moved to the lining of her stomach, and um, they kind of thought they did everything they could, and mm-hmm. it was it wasn't working. We ended up going to Arizona, and that was. Um, that was amazing. She obviously knew when we went to Arizona that she wasn't coming home. Hmm. I'm not sure why, but she had left a written letter in her nightstand to each of the grandkids. Oh, that's and so special. They have those framed, and 
to this day, they have them up on their walls because she was so important to all the grandkids. And she was really, she was, I would say, the rock of our family and kept everything in order and kept us all on track. Yeah. But when she passed away, I, it really made me question my faith because I couldn't get through the grief for so long. And I thought, I know there's not a time limit on grief, but I just, after the years would go on, and every time I would mention her name, I would cry. And I mm -hmm. thought, I just hoped that my faith was strong enough that I wouldn't um, have to be that way. And so it really made me think, wow, am I not close enough to God that I just can't get through this as well as I think I should? But as the, you know, a lot of years went by and, and it did improve, although every single day there's something that I want to tell my mom or share with my mom or just talk to her. And she was only 63 and a half, I believe, when she passed away. And I just felt like that was just way too young. And that's been probably the hardest, hardest thing in my life that I've gone through. Yeah, I'm, I miss her, miss her every day. And yeah, I I wish I got to meet her, but I know I'll meet her someday, and you get to tell her all the things. I mean, I'm I'm sure he, she's listening. I'm sure she yeah things you want to tell her. Um, and I uh, I think it's so sweet how much she loved her grandchildren. And I remember, uh, for those of you that don't know this, now you do. I I used to sleep with several baby blankets growing up, and yes. I had one that my grandma Joyce made me. I call her B. And I'm um, yeah. not going to lie, she's still on the end of my bed wherever I go. So, oh, <laughs> so I didn't get sweet. a letter because I wasn't known. I still have yes. to make it. So. And I would just, I would love to hear too, uh, with the grieving time and kind of looking back on your faith, uh, for, for anyone who's listening to this that may be grieving, what would you tell them that you wish you knew during that process? You know, I guess that... It just takes time, mm -hmm. and that's really the only thing. You just have to believe that you're going to be with them again someday and then hope and pray that as the years go on, it's going to get a little better. And it, it does become um, different. I don't know. You don't ever miss them less, mm -hmm. but you handle it um, in a different way, and you focus more on the memories than on the sad part of them passing. Mm -hmm. So it does get it does get better, and everybody's on their own time frame. So you just have to know that it's going to be okay. Yes, and I think that's so special. And I love what you said about focusing more on the memories because our life is so short compared to our time in heaven. And I think one of the reasons that God gave us life on earth is so we can meet people feel love and love others and just make memories with those closest to us because we'll hold on to those forever when we're in heaven. And I think that's just so special that God gives us the chance to make memories with really important people. Yeah. And I would also love to hear, I remember my whole life, you and my dad and all the siblings talked about how excited Grandma Joyce was to meet Jesus and how that took away oh. a lot of her fear of, of passing away. And so I would just love to hear that from your point of view, just her joy to meet Jesus. You know, when they told her that she just wasn't going to get better, she just was like, are you sure? Mm. You're sure I'm not going to get better. She just knew that she was going to be. 
And after that first day, she said, you know, we're not going to mope around. We're just going to celebrate. And I was like, wow, Mom, your faith is amazing, absolutely amazing. And so she, my sister brought her guitar, and we sang, and we all slept in her hospital room, all of, most of us kids, and um, we laughed so much. And it was really an amazing time. And she said if, if her getting cancer helped somebody else be closer to God, then it was all worth it. Mm. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, no, 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 it's not. It's not mm. worth me losing you, Mom. But, mm. of course, it is. Um, but I was amazed when she said that. That's amazing. So her, her faith was amazing. When the doctors would come into her room, she would have them all hold hands around her bed, and she would pray for them. Oh. She would pray for them. Here she is dying, and she was praying for them. And a few times, they walked out of the room with tears, and they said, I've never met anybody like your mom before. Oh. And so in my mom's subtle way, she was showing them God. Mm. And that was just mom love that. I think that's such a good example for all of us, just when we're feeling sorry for ourselves or when things aren't going our way, just to remember that our whole purpose on here is to share God with people. And I, I love that yeah. story. I, I never heard that story of her praying over the doctors, but <laughs> that, you know, yeah. makes me just feel really motivated and just convicted to, even in the darkest times, God is still, he loves all of us. And that's, that's what gets us through the hard times. And I think her faith helped all the children too, because since she was strong, then they could be strong. And uh, I love that story. But I um... yes, and I think what you're talking about is um, when she was crying, and we said, "Mom, what's wrong? Why are you crying?" And she said, "I'm just so happy. Hmm. I'm just so happy. I've had the best life, and I'm and." And really, she was so excited to go and see her mom because she always was sad about her mom passing. And I remember one time I said, Mom, how will I ever not be sad when you go? And she said, you won't be. We've talked about everything. And now I want to say, Mom, that's kind of a lie. I am sad. (laughs) (laughs) But she was very wise. Yes, I I am very excited to to meet her in person someday. But thank you so much for sharing her story. And I think her story, anyone who, you know, is just listening and doesn't know her, now they could, you know, hear of a, a living example of someone who just showed God's love and his light every day. But I'm, yes. I'm so happy. And, and I'd also love to talk about um, your dad, too, because that was a really hard time as well. And that had a big impact on, on my dad as well. And I just um, I would love to hear what you learned about that and kind of the background of what what he went through with his health and how you how you're able to see God through that, too. Yes. You know, my dad was like 12 years old when his father died. So he didn't get too much instruction on how to be a dad. Um, And I always gave him a lot of grace because I said, you know, he doesn't doesn't know um, how to do any different than what he's doing. He's doing 
the best for what he knows. And he was he was a worker and he that was his main focus. My brothers worked with him and um I wasn't real close to my dad until later years. And um when my mom passed away, my dad started getting Alzheimer's and mm -hmm probably at about the age of 70, between 70 and 72 years old. And he, it just went through different steps. And um, my brother David and I took care of him quite a bit. And a lot of the stages were kind of ugly and it just breaks your heart. Um, then when they quit knowing who you are, it was a long um, 10 or 11 years mm. of that and you almost feel mean that you're having them still be here because mm -hmm. it's it's a hard it's a hard disease it's an ugly disease but there's a few things that the years have gone down by since he's passed that I I've, I've realized and that is that he became way more emotional after my mom passed away. I had asked him, I said, I need you to tell me that you love me. I know that you do, but I need you to hear, I need to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. And I just need more from you, dad, as a dad. And he stepped up and he, he, he did that. Mm -hmm. So that's a blessing. And then also I think him and my brother David had a lot of years, um, of just time that they needed um, just to heal any old wounds and anything and and they definitely got that time so I guess there's a reason for everything and, and I think it's great that God gave you know I think that teaches the idea that there's really no limit on an age for change I think a lot of men they do become more emotional when they get older and I've even seen my dad in his 60s become a lot closer to God and and I think it's just an impact for us to hear, too, if there's, you know, men in our life, whether it's our fathers or if people listen to this are married, that emotions do eventually come out. And that continuing to give grace and to just to trust, I, I think, is wonderful. So I'm, I'm so glad that the relationship improved even much later. And I think that's a really good beacon of hope to people that may have any unsettled issues with parents or need more love involved. I think it's wonderful that you share that story and that you all had that before he did get Alzheimer's because I think that was a God's timing thing. Yeah. And you know, one time when I went out to Zartman, when he was still living out there alone, we were letting him do that. And he said, you know what, Colleen, I saw God last night. Oh, and I said, you did. And he said, yeah, it was a little, it was a little crazy, but he told me that everything was going to be okay. Mm -mm. And I was like, oh, my dad, that's just beautiful. And I, yeah, I, I'll never forget that. I think that's great that God shows himself to people, you know, just the right timing. Because I think we all have those fears wondering if someone's going to, you know, be with God for the rest of their lives, depending on, you know, how deep their faith was. But the fact that yep. God showed himself to Grandpa at that time and, I, you know, Grandpa's with Grandma Joyce in heaven, I think that's beautiful that God shows that to people i think that's so special to know and, yes um, yes i remember how 
how hard it was seeing Grandpa Pete, you know, not really knowing everything that was going on. But I still have really fond memories of him growing up and just being, you know, in Zortman with him and getting to see my grandpa who was dressed like a cowboy. I love that. And every time I go there, it reminds me of him. And I know that, that all the kids loved their dad so much. And the boys are so much like their dad. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. And, and Kenny, he um, has the most fabulous memories of my dad and my dad really turned Kenny into a huge hunter and Kenny really loved my dad so much. You know, Isabel, I have a cute little story. I remember when you were in Zartman, we were sitting down by the campfire and my dad had this habit of humming and he would just hum all the time. <laughs> hum, hum, hum. And you looked at me and you said, that's the longest song I've ever heard. <laughs> Oh and it was just so cute. I was like, well, yep, it really is. Oh, my gosh. I, know, I do remember his humming. Yeah, he would just hum a bunch. Oh, my. I think that's that's so cute. Yes, I. he was a character. But Now I, found, I find myself humming. And Kelly will say, oh, hi, Pete. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, my mom tells my dad that he looks like his dad all the time. She constantly says, yes. wow, you really look like Grandpa Pete in this picture. He's like, oh, stop it. Yeah. I'm not that old. But <laughs> yeah, we all pick up on those traits. And, and just <laughs> to wrap up the, the, the part of your story with your parents, I think a lot of us, one of our bigger fears, if we have close relationships with our parents, is, is losing them and not being able to, to talk to them or hug them or see them whenever we want. And so anyone kind of going through that or anyone who has that fear, what do you wish you could have told yourself when you were going through that, um, that you now know? Any, any piece that you have now that you wish you could have shared with yourself going through those hard times? Oh, boy. I guess just maybe that it will get better. It just takes time. And that's probably the biggest thing because I thought in the beginning, I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm going to cry every single day for my mom. Mm. And then, you know, as the years, many, many years <laughs> go by, it gets, you just see it in a different light, and it does get better. So probably that would be the main thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, just another thing that I've seen with, you know, talking to my dad and everything and my mom, I lost her dad, just the time you have with your loved ones, to be so present because you never know, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. And just, that's right. You know, trying not to be on your phone a lot, really trying to be in the moment, which it could be so hard when we're busy in life and when we're young, it can be easy to want to fly by. But I think just living in the present as much as possible and, and being there with that person. Cause I think, you know, all the memories we've even shared on this one episode you know, we all have these memories because we took the time to think about them and all these quotes, those memories, I think, is what really gets us through. Um, so I think being present is the thing I'm trying to focus on most at this period in my life. Yep. And family is almost everything. Yes. And I, I'd love to talk to you about, um, to kind of close this part of the story. Um, you, you lived in Montana for most of your life and this last January, he moved to Kansas. And so I, we were all shocked by that. The whole family was thinking, oh my gosh, Aunt Colleen's going to Kansas? This is crazy. But just to 
just really love to hear how God's shown up for you with that, especially with COVID and trying to meet new people and, and advice for people who have these, you know, big life changes like a move or like leaving friends and family. You know, when Kelly first was um, approached by his boss on this, it was a good, it was a good move for Kelly to do before he retires. And um, we had always lived in Montana in Malta (laughs) and Dortmund and he was game to give it a try. And it was going to be, you know, it's going to be for two or three years. And I was, a little bit um, scared, <laughs> uh, but I thought, you know what, I can do anything for two or three years, you know, and I got this new plaque right when we moved that said, together we are home. Mm-hmm. So we looked at it as it was going to be just an adventure, seeing a different part of the world, meeting, you know, some new people, and I looked at it as, you know, I want it to be a time for me in my in my life where I can just slow down and make my make more time for God and just be quiet and be still and listen. And it really it really has been that for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thankful for for that. In fact, the house that we bought has a, a den um, with with doors French doors that close and it's just silent in here and it's so nice to come and sit and be quiet and and to listen, listen to what God is trying to tell us and to do my Bible study and my devotions. And it's just become my favorite place. It's got a great big window and my dogs snuggle in. And you know what? It's just been, it's been a fine time. I love that. And I love that you kind of made a goal of taking this time to be still because it could be so easy to get distracted by all the many things going on and I think God puts a lot of stuff in our lives um, that could help us grow closer to him, even if things we didn't really think were going to happen, you know, like a move. So I, I love that you have such yep. a positive outlook on that and that you and Uncle Kelly just wanted to do this together. I think, you know, the fact that you've been married for 40 plus years, I think a lot of times couples being married that long, it may be, you know, more of a, a roommate <laughs> situation, but I love that you guys <laughs> made it as a, you're a couple and you're going to go through this together and, how this is an adventure part of your your life together, I I think that's wonderful and a great way to approach it. Well, thank you for sharing your your whole, you know, life story. I know that was a lot to go into, and I just love how you you were really real about the hard times, but continuing to move forward and knowing that God has a plan because it's easy to say that in the good times, but during the hard times, it's really hard to to feel so the fact that you've gone through so many things in your life and you're still so young um but you still have this joy i think that's wonderful and it's a big example for me to to live by whenever i'm going through something hard when i wrote out my questions my my question was if you could tell your 20 year old self one thing but now i'm 21 (laughs) so if you could tell your 20 21 year old self one thing what would it be (laughs) you know Probably to enjoy your youth mm-hmm. and to not want to grow up so fast. I really did want to grow up fast, and luckily it didn't backfire, but I think with a lot of women it, it, it maybe can backfire. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did want to grow up fast. I just don't know why that was, but to just enjoy your youth. Um, cause you know, time g- goes by so fast. It really does. 
another thing is is that if if you desire that you should get a really good education so that you can be confident and independent if you ever need to be in your life and take care of yourself. Um, I know that's not for everybody, and I didn't I didn't graduate from high school. I later went on to get my GED, and I think that that affected my confidence somewhat when I was younger because I didn't feel like I was probably smart enough um, but as the years have gone by and life experiences and just studying and all sorts of things like that, I've, I've gotten way more confidence with that. But um, I think that's, that's important to have good confidence. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think it, um, I think especially for, for women, we have this, you know, this goal of, you know, wanting to grow up fast. And I know not everyone, you know, wants to be married and have a family, but I love what you said about still being independent if you need to be because you know unfortunately sometimes you know husbands pass away and you have to take care of yourself so I, I love that right see young women just keeping all your ducks in a row and doing your best to have that backup plan in case you know god forbid something happens but i think that's really important if if you have that opportunity my dad tells me that all the time too <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so yes. much for for coming on this episode today thank you for your time i loved reminiscing over the memories and learning new memories. And I, I really think you gave a lot of wonderful advice for those listening. So what, so Aunt Colleen, thank you so much for coming on. And I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too, Isabel. Thank you for asking me. Of course. Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.